Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. That was good. My name is Seth Studley. What's up, my friends? I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to AOM Radio today. Uh, happy Monday morning. We go live every single weekday on YouTube, on Facebook, and Instagram Live. And who's the show brought to us today by? Um, our show is always brought to us by the Anatomy of Marriage app. It's a fast, fun counseling app that is never boring. We created it because mm-hmm. we know that couples needs couples need real help, like right now, like yesterday. Right. And so we created the app that gives you all the real help that you could ever need. It's got tools. It's got games. It's got educational stuff. Mm-hmm. And y'all, it's not boring, so you'll actually do it. Go to anatomyofmarriage.com to get the Anatomy of Marriage app. That's right. And on AOM Radio... We one. Do four, one, we do four things, right? We do our prayer, we do our intention, we share gratitude, and then we also, from the Anatomy of Marriage app, do a couple of conversation starters if we have time. But lately, the conversation's been so good that we hadn't had time, y'all. So <laughs> um, so let's start in prayer, and we encourage you to do these things with your partner, even mm-hmm. if you don't believe in something to pray about. Praying together is actually really helpful. Go meditate. That's right. Go do something. What's uh, up, Joe? Good morning, okay. my friend. Are you praying? Are we praying? Yes, I am. <clears throat> Thank you, God creator for your blessings thank you for this day thank you for another chance to uh, hang out with our friends to talk about real stuff and to give hope and help in marriage because that's what we needed and we're hopefully putting it out there for other people god thank you so much for your blessings i pray that the show is helpful to all the people and helpful to us amen amen high five all right go pray y'all uh intention is our behavior that we want to do today based on what wasn't working in the past. So Mm. your intention is like, I mean, think about, I want to be nicer. I want to hug you more, whatever that kind of stuff is, Mm -hmm. or I want to stop cussing you out every day. That's right. Whatever your intention is, that's what it is. And so let's talk about our intention. So today I intend, you'll hear me talk a lot about spirit and ego because it is a really big thing. And I recently heard a wonderful thing from a book that I'm reading, Judgment Detox by Uh Gabby, Gabby Bernstein. And she said, a quote, uh, spirit is acceptance, ego is analyzing, Mm -hmm. right? So, and I found ego is like high control. You have more anxiety. You try to judge. You do this. You you analyze things. What does she mean by that? You get butthurt a lot, right? right? Ego is butthurt, right? That's a great, that's great, actually. Spirit is smooth. Ego is butthurt. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I, think, I don't know I how think, you say uh, that, but someone says, I love your hair. I think she, I think they are talking to me. Yeah, you're right. Not, um, not I like anyway, that. So keep, but, yeah. the, but to be, I intend to be intentional by being in spirit and not being out of ego, right? right? Because when I'm in ego, just like everybody else, you get all crazy. Right. You get ang- anxious. Let me take a side note that. on that too. Like when Seth and, or, or I, any of us, are in ego. We have a very hard time being in relationship well. Mm-hmm. When we're in ego, we fight people, we judge mm-hmm. them, and then mm-hmm. we tell them why they're wrong. When we are in ego, we want to be God. And we go, the whole world should revolve around me. Right. And so then we get mad a lot. We we are bossy. We are just pissy all the time. Edging God out, remember? <clears throat> right. So I think I'm, I'm very thankful that your intention is to be in spirit and mm-hmm. to like be present and calm because you're a better dad, you're a better friend, you're a better lover, uh, you're a better human. Right. Air five for ego being gone. What's your intention? Edge ego out. <laughs> Lego me ego. Uh, so right. what was my intention? My intention is to, I have, I'm having, I'm struggling. I was struggling yesterday with all right. feeling very I'm so glad that you admitted depressed. that. Oh, pff, I admitted it yesterday a thousand times. Like I'm To who? Tough and Carrie and people who talked to me. Not what about you. to your husband? All you had to do was ask, butthole. 
Yeah, all you gotta do is ask me how I'm feeling. Don't get oh, anyway. God, admitted it. Anyhow, I uh, was I really was struggling yesterday. Like I I know enough about myself. I know enough about my mind and how the weather impacts me and how everything impacts me. That yesterday I was like, I am fighting off depression like mm. really hard today, mm-hmm. and it's just that like everything I it took everything to just like be a normal human yesterday and that was really frustrating and so this morning when I woke up I was like oh my gosh I actually feel better like I just feel better mm-hmm. right now so I'm my whole goal for today my intention for mm. behavior thoughts actions is like be better stay better do better feel better and mm-hmm. a lot of that is like what I do in a day if I get my to-do list done if I'm mm-hmm. eating right if I'm playing with the kids if I'm in spirit so that's kind of my goal is right. to stay better today something I wanted to mention to you well thank you that's a good intention mentioned to you yesterday was uh, you didn't have many state changes yesterday and oftentimes no I agree yeah you know what I'm saying oftentimes if we're depressed or in a mood or funky or whatever good morning blue is o2. Blue, I, blue Isis O2, sorry. Blue is O2. Blue Isis, sorry. I can't What's up? never read. But anyway, uh, we talk about state change. Change your state, mm-hmm. you change your mind, right? right? And, jeez, uh, I thought outside. that was a dog. That was weird. <laughs> and anyway, what I'm saying is, uh, it, so if you follow Tony Robbins, he changes his state every single day. He jumps in a cold dip of like right. super cold water, which I do as well. And he also does breathing techniques yeah. to physically change his actual body and then guess what your mind will follow that and yesterday you were just like oh i'm so hot and it was you know kind of sucky yesterday and stuff what are you doing trying to get a picture of doug keep talking and i just noticed you weren't you weren't doing much right you i don't think you exercise you didn't stretch you didn't do yoga right you definitely didn't cool down your body like take a cold shower or do the cold dip kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i even suggested i was like come to us with the lake you come come to to the lake with us or, or whatever and I had multiple state changes yesterday, and it was I was good, you know. Although I still felt like I didn't. It it was a funky day, but anyway. Oh, are you? Come on now. Yeah. Anyway, state changes change are state, good. Change and yes, your state. So I, I would encourage you to jo- go jump in the cold dip for two seconds. Sure. So love it. Awesome. My intention today is to stay healthy oh and gosh. happy and positive. So I need you. you teaching me right now. Anyway, um, so uh, change your state, change your mind. I love that. Use I used praise music yesterday to do that. Awesome. Exactly. I played Mario Kart with Tuff yesterday to do mm-hmm. that, and then you made me feel bad for it. Well, anyway, that's all. So now gratitude. I am thankful that you took the kids to the lake yesterday. I'm mm-hmm. thankful that you went with the flow of things because schedules were funky and people didn't want to go and some people wanted to go and mm-hmm. all that jazz. So I'm thankful that you just went with the flow, took the kids, had a good time. That was really fun. For right. Them. So I'm you. thankful that I came to you with com- some concerns yesterday when we were sitting outside in the backyard about some stuff and you, you talked to me about it, right? You didn't mm-hmm. say, Oh, you were weird or whatever. I didn't like, fight. Wait with you. a minute. Yeah. So we just had a real conversation about something right. that could have been weird. Uh, so I am thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And today's question is, I don't know oh. what I need. And this is really interesting because in my visualization, I do 10 minutes of visualization every day. I was going through and I had no idea that you were going to post this today, uh-huh. right? And uh, I, this is another thing I was talking about. This is really cool. I was like, I visualize myself, whatever the question is, to be to be able to really speak some wisdom and experience into that because we just have experience, you know, mm-hmm. like four years of doing a podcast, being a therapist for a million years gives you some experience, right? So I was just visualizing myself. Yeah, I'll talk about it and go with the flow kind of thing, which is really interesting. So 
I was talking about, talking to myself in my visualization, saying, you know what? You can find out what you need and find out who you are by and what type of person you are, maybe your identity even, by looking at the last one year, two year, three years of what you have actually done, mm-hmm. right? And then you can take that, oh, I am a father, I am a good father, I have a growth mindset, I want to do this, X, Y, Z. And then you can take that and say, okay, since I am that kind of person, this is what I need. You're not following me here, but it's uh, making sense sure. here. Sure. I mean, we just haven't asked the question. Is okay. All so I'm go saying. ahead. Go ahead. And ask People the question. I don't know what you're talking I about. I just was going off like, I don't know what I need. <laughs> yeah. So here is the question that was sent in by a listener. You can send your questions into hello at anatomyofmarriage.com or you can go to our website, Anatomy of Marriage, send it in through that link there mm-hmm. or DM us, whatever. Um, so this question is in relationship to an episode where we did a fight live mm-hmm. and talked about something. This was a few weeks ago. And it says, you're working through the fight live was actually very helpful for me. It is painfully familiar to our marriage and how we have communicated in the past and still struggle with. One of the things I struggle with, I'm an Enneagram 9 as well, is being able to identify and state my needs clearly. I was wondering if Seth has anything he has found that helps him identify what he is actually needing. I get so frustrated knowing that I'm really needing something at times and can't figure out what it is, let alone ask for it. Uh, then it can end up in this conflict about something that isn't really what it's about. I am able to be more aware now that I need something now, uh, now that I need something that I haven't put a finger on yet, but that doesn't help with intimacy and being known. If I clearly state what I need, then there is no confusion. When I can't clearly state what I need, then I end up projecting at others and everyone is frustrated. I hope mm-hmm. that makes sense. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great question. As a fellow Enneagram nine, sometimes we are looking to the needs of others or looking what other people are saying just so we can figure out what we, who we are, what our identity is, what we want Mm -hmm. even. And that is really, really difficult because it's, it's comes from family of origin. And in, in in my experience, I do believe that it is innate, like Enneagram nine, a peacemaker, like, okay, let's go with the flow. Let's be amicable, right? All the time. So it takes work. If you really want to find out what you need, you're not just going to go, Okay, I like French fries. You know, you have to really think about it and write about it and journal about it and do the exercises. So for me, it was a deep dive into some Enneagram Nine stuff and family of origin stuff and psychology stuff or spiritual stuff. And you have to really go into it and write it down and read the same things over each day. I created like a list of um, when I do this do this instead, right? When you feel this, do that instead. Right. So when I feel like... Like alternative options. Alternative options. And to be able to identify those like, oh, I'm kind of feeling like I'm a little frustrated. Is it because I haven't told Melanie what I needed or wanted? Mm. Uh, Am I frustrated because I'm not getting what I want, but I'm not saying it. So uh, I'm just mad at myself kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But you, you have to be very aware Mm-hmm. And write it down. At least for me, it's a daily practice. Right. I would. Th- I don't know why this visualization comes to my mind, but I think of writing it in like a like a pyramid shape, and that the top, the littlest thing, is the thing you think you need, and then mm-hmm. you go, okay, I really feel frustrated because I'm not getting. You're not listening to me, right? Mm-hmm. So write that at the very top of your pyramid. And I'm making this up as I go. It's just something that came to my head. Mm-hmm. And then you go wait okay, you're not listening to me, but that's still kind of like a don't. So you can't do a don't. So what is it that you actually need? Go one level down and on the next level, right? Oh, I would, you actually, I need like five minutes of conversation a day and then go from one level down from that 
to the next level and say, well, why do I need five minutes of conversation a day? Well, mm -hmm. in order to feel like you hear me or you value me, I think I need five minutes of conversation a day to feel valued. Uh, well, okay, next level down from that. Why don't I feel valued? I don't feel valued because when I share my feelings, you ignore them, you don't talk to me, you mm. whatever. And then next level. So I honestly think that would be a really good practice because in my own uh, sort of journey of trying to figure out what I need and how to explain it really clearly to Seth, because that was something we fought about all the time when we were first married is I didn't know how to say what I needed. I knew how to tell Seth how I felt, mm -hmm. but I didn't know how to tell Seth what I needed. Like the and thing you can't do a don't. Yeah, you can't do a you, don't. You told me, don't do this, don't do that. I don't need that. I'm like, well, right. what is it then? What are we working with? Right, I didn't tell him. Yeah. And it's almost like, I didn't give Seth a vision of what I wanted. I told, it's like I showed him the garbage pile and I'm like, I don't want that. And he's like, well, I don't know what you want. Mm -hmm. And I, instead of showing him like a pretty clean house, nice yard, nice car, whatever the thing is I wanted, eating dinner together and hugging, I was like, garbage. I don't want that. I don't mm -hmm. want that. Mm -hmm. I'm so mad. I don't want that. Can and you not like, do that? Right. And yeah. he's like, I don't really know what you want. Mm -hmm. And so in my own journey of trying to figure out what I actually wanted, it was that um, it was sort of like this stepping stone, like a salmon ladder. Pacific mm. Northwest is best. <laughs> like a salmon ladder of <laughs> deciphering. Knows what that is. No, they do. Oh, they do. Um, you have to decipher what you need, but your needs sometimes are like shadow needs. They're not actually what Ooh, you a need. Shadow need. It's like you think that that thing's going to make you feel better, and it's not. A good example of that is going to Target. <laughs> How many? Raise your hand if you've ever been like. Oh, I just need to go to Target. Ugh. Okay, it's a shadow need. <laughs> Hashtag real talk. What happened yesterday? You were feeling, you were just in a funk yesterday because it was hot. And you're like, I got to get out of here, you know. And I think it was around 530. And you wanted to go to Goodwill, right? Did you have anything particularly in mind at Goodwill? No, I, just, I literally told, I mean, I feel like yesterday you weren't listening or something. No, I no, said, no. I just want to go somewhere with Tuff and my sister. I know. To so, get out here, of the hot and just look thing. at stuff. So... Yes, to get out of the hot and just look at stuff and go to Goodwill. But then, lo and behold, what happened? Goodwill was closed. They were closed, right? And so, when you said, like, uh, I just want to go to Target. I just want to go to Target. I think that maybe you're doing part of that yesterday. I just want to, like, a, have a, a change of stuff. It was just really interesting that you wanted that. And then, oh, it didn't work. So, you're like, oh, Goodwill's closed, so now what do I do? Like, how? what was your process in that? Like, oh, it's closed, now what do I do? Sat and watched TV with Tough. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't do anything because right. there's nowhere to go here. Mm -hmm. Like, everything is closed. It's hot everywhere. Mm -hmm. The gyms aren't open. Nothing is open. And so I was just like, I just want to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that is a slightly different because I didn't actually think if I bought something at Goodwill, I would feel better. I oh, just okay, was wanting yeah. to stand in a cold space and walk right? because I wanted a state change. You should have gone to Costco and stood in the uh, like freezer section. Right. It says there is never a reason to go to Goodwill, but, but the treasures to be found are so exciting, right? Ooh, that Aaron, is good. I love, so right. we love Goodwill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that is one thing where... I had to figure out, so like again, the Target shopping thing. Mm -hmm. I, for years, um, this is something that my family does. Like you shop, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. You just go and shop. You mm -hmm. don't need anything, just go. Spend a bunch of money. And uh, I, I, I would get this like, I need to, I, oh, I'm so mad at everything. I just want to go buy something. Right. Right? What is that called? Uh, well, it's a coping skill. It's but a, it's called it's something. It's a distraction. It's a, what do you mean? Uh, it's got a funny name. Something therapy. 
Retail therapy. Retail therapy. Uh, but so I, then I realized like this isn't healthy and I'm buying crap I don't use and I don't like what I'm coming home with mm-hmm. and this like the like a weird pattern. Mm-hmm. And so I had to I had to literally dismantle the I want to go to Target sentence mm-hmm. and be like, wait, wait a minute. Put that at the top of my pyramid. Mm-hmm. Why do I want to go to Target? Because I'm feeling stressed out. Well, why am I feeling stressed out? Because my kids don't clean their room. That makes me think I need a new container from Target. Do I need a new <laughs> container? No, I don't need a new container. So it's like this right. tier you know salmon ladder mm-hmm. of uh of whys to get to the actual need behind mm-hmm. it and a lot of times that need has absolutely nothing to do with the channel that it kind of emerges from right it's the thing beneath the thing beneath the thing beneath the thing beneath the thing it's exactly. way 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 that down there. sometimes in a fight or in your own self-identity or like what do i want i don't know what it, even i need mm-hmm. and when i say uh, as an enneagram nine you have to really Actually, go in and do the work mm-hmm. to. It's like going to the gym, and you're, you're like, "Oh, Seth, you know, journaling is way easier than going to the gym." But for some people, it's not because I I've sat there and, and just I don't know what to write. Right. I have no idea. Like Stephen Pressfield will talk about the resistance, mm-hmm. right? Well, you have to wake up and decide that you're going to beat that resistance every day because it's going to be there every single second. Right. But the more you beat it, the easier it gets. It never goes away the easier it gets, right? right? And there's been times when I've, you know, wanted to look and go, discover the thing behind the thing behind the thing. Sit there. What am I going to write? Uh, thank you, God, for blessings. Uh, thank you for this Bujibu day. Grab. It's pretty. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's fine. But if if and I find my I have found myself writing that more often than not. Right. And I even in my own brain go, Seth, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're writing the same stuff. Get real, man. Get real. Right. So then I just start writing out stuff. Yeah. And later when I read it, it's really helpful mm-hmm. and it helps me get behind the thing, behind the thing, right. behind the thing, and really identify. Hey, what do I need? You know, my needs are no less different than yours. You're just way better for some reason, at stating them. I use my mouth. Oh, yeah, like sexologist Shamira, use your mouth. Um, Well, let me say something really Mm -hmm. quick, though, too. In this this conversation about not stating my needs or not knowing what you want as an Enneagram 9, so Mm -hmm. being married to someone who doesn't state their needs is really annoying. (laughs) Like, I state my needs all the time. I state what I do like, what I don't like. I just Mm -hmm. say it, because why the heck not? Say it, Um, don't spray it. I say it, don't spray it, but I also am not trying to be mean to anybody. But when... When you're married, so this is the way that I look at it. Every single day, I let Seth know what's in and what's out. Like what I accept and what I don't accept. What what's I, in and what's out? What I like and what I don't like. So mm-hmm. you leave your shoes on the thing. Can you not leave your shoes there? Please don't do that. That's out. I don't want your shoes there. Put them in the shoe container, right? Mm-hmm. So I tell him little by little every single day. And this is what I think of. Like think of a long chain. Like think of a really, really two chains. <laughs> like a giant, a giant gold chain. Uh, and every day, like think of a, what are those things? A bracelet people wear, charm bracelet. Mm-hmm. You're adding on a little charm of what you do or do not like every single day so that mm. your spouse can look at that chain and go, oh, yeah, they don't like the shoes here. I'm mm-hmm. going to put them away. Oh, they do oh. like it when I mm-hmm. put the dishes in the sink, right? So However, here's, but no, if there's no, no, more no, no, don't's no. than do's, then no, your no, no. charm bracelet is just like, oh, don't do that, don't do that. Here's the thing. Your right. charm bracelet for me is empty. Mm. And then what happens is you put all the charms on at one time on one chain thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a ball of things and I can't decipher any of it because Mm. you don't tell me what you want. Ah. You don't tell me what you don't like, Mm -hmm. what you do like, what you need, what you don't need. And even in the conversation of, like I said this in the past, I don't have bad sex. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, I do Mm. because I don't tell you what I need. And I'm like, well, that's not helpful Mm -hmm. because from my perspective, it's like if you just told me 
when it was a little tiny trinket that you could put on that charm necklace, mm-hmm. I could understand it. I could mm-hmm. do it. I could see it. I could acknowledge mm-hmm. it. But you wait until you're angry and mm-hmm. then it's all like a knotted necklace and mm-hmm. you like clip it on. You're like... <laughs> It, okay, so this is this is really interesting because I, maybe for Enneagram 9 or like people who communicate in styles that I do, when I get to the point to tell you what I need, I really, really, really expect you to keep that front and center. I can't. Kind of thing. But it's everything you... It's all, like the, trunk, no, no, no. the contents of the trunk of your car. No, no, no. But I mean, not just do it in like fire hose method, but like do it daily like you kind of tell me. And then for Enneagram 9s, at least my understanding or perspective of it if i tell you like what i need kind of thing i really expect you to do it and when it doesn't happen i'm like okay i I told her but now what do we do kind of thing and it's it's really it's interesting it's really confusing it's very weird uh it says (laughs) see you just say it's very weird that doesn't make sense it's weird because you have so much energy you have so much um what is the word there is an energy that you have around worrying about other people mm. that steals your actual presence from the moment that you're in. Ego. So you can tell me what you do or don't like. Whether mm-hmm. or not I do or don't do it mm-hmm. is not the issue. It's mm. You told me, all right, here we go, mm. right? But you go, oh, well, I told her. Well, she didn't do it. Oh, she's mad. Right. Oh, well, right. she, now I'm mad at her. Like right. it's this weird drama just all inside of your head that everyone else is like, uh, can we just go get like taco time now? <laughs> And you're like having a whole thing. This is not Let's true. see. Okay, Bill says, it's hard for Enneagram 9 to figure out what our needs are. Bill, Oops. you're in Enneagram 9. We need to talk. <laughs> to, let's see. To I figure out what our needs are. Because our needs are so entrenched in fulfilling the needs of others. Mm-hmm. Others? Question mark? We focus so much on keeping our partner happy that their needs become ours. I always put my needs second to my wife's because she means so much to me. That said, resentment does sometimes present its ugly head. Yeah, that's, that's right. Like, I don't, it, it's so funny to me that you say that and I I believe you and I believe you. But I say to myself, I say to myself, I says, I want the, my need is that the lawnmowers are put away and the many ladders are put away. Mm-hmm. Seth doesn't see those needs. He sees the needs he thinks I need, mm-hmm. which I ain't needing those needs. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't put the ladder away and he goes, but all I do is think about you all the time. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. You think about what you think you think about, not right. what I actually need. To, to a degree. I think, Bill, you're, you're right on like that. Uh, oops. Somebody says, I tell my husband all the little things at, at a, a time, time and he feels like I'm micromanaging and criticizing and I want to do what he needs but it's not easy to figure out what that is well how about this sometimes you can figure out other what other people need by not telling them what you need all the time like this a nine is, does not so hold on this is that. I tell my husband the little things at a time and two he feels like I'm micromanaging right so if you feel micromanaged or criticized you're going to not really be open mm, because I think this has happened to us uh, because if you're saying, oh yeah, I just I just say what I need, say what I need, say what I need, all the time, right? When I say what I need, sometimes there is some criticism in there and some micromanaging. Well, and Aaron says a nine does not like conflict, avoid at all costs. Exactly. And if you tell me what you need, it doesn't mean I'm going to agree with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, oh, your needs, all of them, got it. I'll be like, I don't care. <laughs> like I might, I might just be like. Sorry, so do you, you need... see how the cycle would go then? Sure, but that so doesn't mean I'm not saying I think that's rude. I think you're being rude. Rude? I do. I honestly do because if I'm telling you what I need and stuff and you're like, "Well, okay, yeah, maybe I'll do them, maybe I won't." That's not in in my understanding that doesn't sound very respectful or uh it's not going to get you what you want because even just now you say, "Oh, well, I don't care." Then guess what I'm not going to do? 
I'm not going to tell you what I need, and you're going to be then you're going to be like pursuing like why don't you talk to me? Why don't you emotionally connect? Because that's what you want, right? Mm-hmm. You want to emotionally connect with me, right? What are you thinking? What are you doing? What are you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but if I tell you those things, and you're like, oh, I might do them, I might not, but don't get butt hurt about them. I'm like, well, hmm, okay, that really doesn't bring connection. So guess what? Uh, Enneagram Nine does is what we do awesomely is like, all right, you're a mole. Peace out. See you later. I'm walking out of the frame right now because that's literally what happens. And I know I just said literally, but that is literally what happens. I'm like... Well, riddle me this for one second. How is it any different than me telling you my need? Mm -hmm. Please put the ladder away. Put the lawnmowers away. Plural. Put the chainsaws away. Stop cutting trees down. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you don't do those either. Mm -hmm. How is it any different? I'm not allowed to withdraw and walk away because Mm -hmm. if I do that, I've hurt you even more. Hmm. So it feels like to me, an Enneagram 9 is very sensitive. And so then the rest of us are like, I've got to pretend to be really attuned to this Mm -hmm. thing while you also ignore what I've requested. Mm. So it doesn't feel any different. It Mm -hmm. just feels, feels like... I'm dealing with someone who can't handle emotions. That's right. how it feels. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's what it feels like. Right. So uh, Enneagram 9 isn't a type that can't, uh, well, a super unhealthy, I guess, can't handle emotions. But I'm also doing multiple other things that you have asked me to do, things that you need. And like, okay, yeah, the, the super long list, the ladder and the lawnmower just hasn't gotten done yet. You understand what I'm saying? Hmm. Again, I go back like, to, I think you prioritize... Is, putting, is the putting the ladder away a deep emotional need that you like really thought about and like struggled with and said, should I tell him? Should I not tell him? Should I tell him? Should I not tell him? That is definitely not something that... That's not your thought process, but for Enneagram There is nothing if that I, I tell you, think that way about exactly. ever. But you have to understand, Enneagram 9s do think that way, right? Oh, no, no. Oh, I want this need. Whatever it is. Uh, emotional, physical, sexual relational mm-hmm. absolutely any kind of need i go should i say it or should i not i don't want to cause conflict but what about this i can take care of it myself I can, but that's not the right thing that's not the right thing okay bring the need can to I? you hold on no bring the need to you so there's a lot of emotional labor that you i think what's your type seven mm-hmm. that you don't even think of you're just like need Woo! And you throw it out there, right? But for a nine, it's like, need, go back and forth. Don't need it. I can do it myself. Don't need it. Want it. Do it myself. Resentment. I should do it. I should do it. I should not do it. It's it's actually this whole process, right? And you're going to say, well, live in ego, nothing spirit, or I mean, live out of ego. And I get that. That's what I'm working on. So when I come to you with a need, it's like a big deal, right? For, for, um, it's all... (laughs) Okay, I'm not gay and uh, don't have a lot of experience with that, with being gay, right? Because I'm not. Um, It's almost like coming out of the closet. It is a big deal. Like if I, you know, if all my friends were gay and they knew it, but I didn't come out yet and said, you guys, this is, I'm, I'm coming out. And they were like, yeah, duh, everybody knows. Right, right. How would that make that person feel? Well, they'd go, what? This is the biggest thing in my life. I've experienced that so many times with my friends. <laughs> right. We're like so excited. I'm coming out. I'm gay. We're like, duh, all of us knew. Well, yeah, I know. I mean, people know, sure. Right. But it's funny. It, I'm giving that analogy, mm-hmm. right? So when you say, yeah, I don't care, you are like, 
the gay crowd that's like, yeah, everybody knows, and right. I don't care. So, but you're I'm not RuPaul. understanding. Well, I don't know, but you're not understanding the amount of emotional labor, the back and forth. Should I come out? Should right. I not? Should I stay in? Oh my gosh, this is the the biggest thing. And when it's when it is dismissed like that, which again is a big thing for my in my family of origin, like being dismissed. That's how I grew up, and like, wow, it's super frustrating, right? That is not, that absolutely is not, no way in H is going to bring me closer to you when I do all this emotional labor to come out of the closet and you're like, well, yeah, sure, I know. Uh-huh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not that you have to do an emotional, uh, uh, a huge amount of emotional labor or like I'm an emotional baby. It's like, oh, this is something that was really thought out, debated upon for or deliberated for a long time. And then for you to be flippant like that is just like, all right. Thanks, but no thanks. But here's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let me... Go, don't just turn and look at the phones. You do that every time I talk and it's I driving do. me crazy. Because I don't... Yeah, want to hear afraid, what I have to I'm say. I'm afraid of what you have to say because I don't think you will agree with me or I will feel heard. And that what doesn't feel nice. What is the fear in that? Let's talk about that. Mm. What does it matter if I agree with you? Is my agreeing... I don't think nope, you have nope, to agree on. with me. Yeah. Oh, I do think I have to agree with you. Mm-hmm. If I don't, you are not happy. Mm-hmm. And that's my issue. Mm. It's not about what the problem is. It's not about your thought and you finally said it to me and it's this and that and it's so important and you don't even care and you dismiss it. It's your inability, I believe, to mm. be uh, in a place of we don't agree. Mm-hmm. And that's no big mm-hmm. deal. Like, we don't agree on much more than you realize because right. I don't say it to you because I know you can't handle it. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a patronizing, like, you're a baby. But I know that there's no, there. oops, there is no good reason for me to tell you mm-hmm. a large portion of the things that I think and feel because it will only discenter you. Like, uncenter, you'll be like, well, nothing matters. And so I'm like, well, I just won't even say that. Mm-hmm. And, and. I have no problem disagreeing with people. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I agree with people. I don't hate them because we disagree. I don't love them because we agree. People mm-hmm. are all different. I don't care. And, but that's where mm-hmm. I think you differ. When somebody doesn't see things exactly how you see them, mm-hmm. you feel like it's dangerous. It's a challenge. It's somehow unhealthy. Mm-hmm. They're the wrong one. Mm, no, I think that it's not so... Probably every single listener that is watching us right now, I have things that I would completely disagree with them on, mm-hmm. right? And we can talk about it. Probably probably Bill, we probably disagree on a couple of things, right? Sometimes we have listeners of like, hey, love the show. I disagree on a couple things, right. but yeah, overall, it's mm-hmm. cool, right? So in that, that's fine. I'm not averse to disagreeing with people. What in, in this highly emotional relationship, it's a marriage, so it's supposed to be like in, in a good way, not like emotional, mm-hmm. emotionally volatile. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Um, when I feel not heard or dismissed, that is where the crux is. And I think, I believe that you have probably read me wrong for a, a large number number of years with the like, oh, well, I just don't tell him things because he, he can't handle it. Well, that's not, that's not it. But I think if we can uh, feel heard and at least listened to and seen and acknowledged and not dismissed, right? Like not dismissed i can i disagree with tons of people tons of people at work my my own clients everything disagree right uh with my own parents all this stuff but when i don't feel heard and don't and feel dismissed that's when i'm like all right peace out i i don't need this in my life but right what's hard about- but hold on but 
it, it's I guess it's a, a feeling of of some sort of uh, level of lack of respect there. Like earlier, I don't know, probably fifteen minutes ago, when you said, "What did you say?" You said, um, "What was it?" Uh, you were like, "Sure, tell your feelings. Pff, I don't care." You know, I'm like, "Oh." Okay, that's that's dismissive. That's not feeling heard. That's not feeling seen. And and you have a tendency to do that. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that that's a big, huge thing for me, like mm-hmm. being dismissed, like not heard, not listened to. And it's not like I'm an emotional baby at all. It's like, you know what? People that dismiss me and don't listen, I am better than that, and I'm not going to put up with that. I'm serious. I'm not going to do that. And unfortunately, that's a trigger for me, and unfortunately, that's something that you do really well. <laughs> Well, it's you very understand? hard for like, I'm not, I don't feel personally attacked in that statement, but I mm-hmm. think it's the, the, like the thought behind that is if you do not agree with me, mm-hmm. see you later. That to me mm. is the beginning of very unhealthy interactions with mm-hmm. the world. That's mm-hmm. like what th- that to me is not healthy. And well, so I think that's where a lot of our world is right now. Right. Right. With the division and all this stuff. But no, I'm not saying. Uh, I but, know that but, we have fundamental differences in beliefs on a couple of things. Do I don't know why the phone. So I want to see what Bill says here. Can <laughs> I? Can I just read these for a minute? So, because um, I, I said hold the, on, you so truth, Seth. We are over up. thinkers. Okay, hold on. When we finally come out and ask for a need to be met, it really it it's really something we want to be fulfilled. When it's rejected, we just go back into our cave and feel resentment. We go out of our way to complete our spouse's needs. So when you reject our requests, it's like, why even ask? Right. And in, in, in fact, we've had a lot of arguments when I said, I should just have not said anything. Why even did I bring this up? Right. And it also feels when our sevens ask for a need to be met, if we don't meet them, we have to deal with the aftermath. Yeah. Cause Yeah. Um, I feel that Melanie is dismissing your thoughts about this. I'm also a nine. Uh, all the nines think the same. Nine what was, there? was there another one? I don't think so. Um, yeah, I oh, think it says Adina. We are overthinkers. Right. So this is this is maybe. I don't know. I want you to be open to what other nines are saying. It might help you understand me more. It seems like the issue is dismissal, not disagreement. Yes, a hundred percent. Somebody says I love this so much. I don't because it's uncomfortable. So you're welcome. Uh, it says. <laughs> This is maybe an older comment. It says, men think we women read their minds, especially a nine. If my nine husband has a conversation in his head with me, then we're rolling out uh, with a plan that I have no clue what's going on. Mm -hmm. I use words too much. Mm -hmm. That is is exactly how I feel. I feel, and even Dr. Tina said that to you one time, Mm -hmm. that just because you've thought about something a Mm -hmm. lot does not mean you've said a single word to anyone. And that, and maybe this is the better way to say it. So, and and I I do hear what you guys are saying. It's the what was the word? Uh, dismissal. Dismissal versus disagreement. Mm-hmm. So even in the long chain idea and putting on little charms of what your needs are, what I think would even be more helpful is pre need thoughts. Hmm. If you were to say, instead of saying, "Oh, I've thought about this for a hundred hours. Oh, what do I do? Oh, do I tell her? Oh, she's going to get mad. She's going to dismiss mm-hmm. me." Instead of that, you tell me your pre like pre contemplation, mm-hmm. like. I was thinking about if we got a truck the other day. I don't know. I was just mm-hmm. thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And leave it there. Because mm-hmm. then it defuses. It sort of it, yeah, it well, takes it, away the like, is this a the life potential, or death? It takes away the potential speed of it. So I agree with Brene here. And I'm going to read it again. Men think women uh, read their mind. Uh, men think we women read their minds, especially nine. If my nine husband has a conversation in his head with me, then we're rolling with that plan and I have no clue what's going on. Right. So tons of times, and this is a part when I, when I talked about 
hey, journaling and know yourself, that do the work for a number nine that has to, mm-hmm. that has to do these things. One thing that's really helped me is I can think of something and go, oh yeah, this, and and actually think about it all day and then bring it to you thinking it's a great plan. And you're like, what are you talking about? That's not that great. So I immediately feel dismissed, mm-hmm. not listened to after all this emotional labor. So I have caught myself in a real practice is, okay, if I have an idea, first of all, write it down to get it out and then maybe just bring it to Melanie or just do the own work myself and go, uh, I'm not going to spend any much emotional labor on this until I just tell Melanie and then she'll say, you know, that's, that's wacky or like, yeah, that's 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 right. kind of. It's cool. almost like there. It would be better if there was a list that you had that you just like when you do your morning journal stuff. There is. Like div- I created that. Remember? You ain't shared it with me. I have. It was a long time ago that I, <laughs> I needed every single day. I moved to a different list. <laughs> that's but, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like it would be helpful if you're like this thought is in my head, even if it's the first day it's ever been in your head, or it's the mm-hmm. 90th day mm. to defeat. It's like. Um, it's literally just to diffuse or disperse that idea mm-hmm. out because I think what happens is like Brene is saying, you have this idea in your head. You have these conversations with yourself. You mm-hmm. have all of this energy wrapped and around I think it. about why it would make sense and why it would be good. And you this thought and out everything except you haven't brought it to anyone, mm-hmm. especially not me. And then when you do, and I'm like, oh, hey, remember this other thing we were going to do? And you're like, oh, right, <laughs> like you right. get all butthurt. And I'm like, if you just brought it's this so, up yeah. like a week ago, I could have told you that. It's such a combination of an Enneagram 9 and ADHD. Somebody says, definitely here for the... F- from no, time definitely to here time. from time to time. We still walk in agreement with our marriage, though. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, Brene says, I get goosebumps listening to you guys. <laughs> Sounds so much like my husband and myself. I can almost predict who's going to say what. <laughs> hey, okay. That is uh, funny. That, that would be good. Pr- predict what I say so Melanie can uh, hear it rightly, and then uh, I don't feel like balls. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no that was funny. I'm just kidding. Um, so maybe this is a good exercise. I just want to tell you all the ideas and stuff that mm-hmm. I've been thinking about. Yeah, because... Yeah, by the time you tell me them, you've made it a plan. And I'm like, I'm not following that plan. Like, right. And I'm not because I'm dismissing him. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I'm better. You're dumb. It's okay, like so that you need a co-laborer. We are married. We- I know, we are. So this is this is a sort of a tangent, but I, you're not going to get mad at me later. This has this has some relevance, right? So I invested 500 bucks in a stock that, and got in super low, right? And it has improved. Well, it's... We made a lot of money off of it, right? Not a ton of money, but that was a good choice. So now a, a, a thought came to me when I was like meditating and stuff. And I was like, you know what? Predicting the future and this and that, I guarantee that these two stocks would be a sure kind of win. And then I started researching them and I want to invest some money in them. That's an idea that I have, right? And then an idea also is to get a truck and the idea is to build a house here and the idea is to uh, have two New York Times bestsellers, you and I, and we tour those and help a lot of people on those. Uh, why did you share all that? Because... You're just telling me your thoughts? Yeah, I'm just oh. getting it. I'm getting it out. Okay. Like saying it so... I don't do a lot of emotional labor. So you're just having a it. normal conversation live. Sort of. Cool. <laughs> How y'all love that? Is that fun? I give people goosebumps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Uh, oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. Back to the thing. So well, I know we kind of got off a tangent. So you guys, if you are really experiencing trouble around these areas, like we did several years ago and we needed help and we were like oh my gosh she's driving me crazy i don't want to be married what's going on how do i find myself we really needed help right that's why we partnered with getfaithful.com and you guys can go to get uh get faithful 
Facebook.com forward slash Anatomy of Marriage to hook yourself up with a registered licensed counselor. Just like me, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. You can actually talk to a real life therapist in real time over video, over your phone, however you want to connect, text, email, phone, video phone. It's all HIPAA compliance. That means it's confidential. Your stuff isn't going to be out there. Your business ain't going to be out there. If you go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage and they have been wonderful to work with. We have people telling us all the time, yeah, I'm doing counseling. It's really cool. It's it's on my time, mm-hmm. right? You want to wake up at 7 a.m.? Your counselor's on the East Coast. You're on the West Coast. No problem. They're fully working mode, right? right. You're in your J's. No problem. <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? What matters is you are getting the help at getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Just tell me one reason why talking to someone you don't know who is an objective listener is mm-hmm. helpful. They will give you a perspective that no one you know will give you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, And they're not related to you. They're not going to shame you for it. They're not going to say that idea is weird. Mm-hmm. That's Their job is to be a safe place for you, mm-hmm. to be a, a helping hand, a guide, a listener. Their job is to show, to point you to like resources and books and anything that will help you to heal. And mm-hmm. that's... And, People you know ain't going to do that. Your friends aren't going to do that. Your mom's not going to do that. Right. Your auntie, your uncle. There's too much baggage. There's too much baggage there. So when you do go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage, say, hey, Joe, how's it going? You know, and you guys check in. You talk about your stuff. Mm -hmm. And so we really want you guys to go there. You guys are going there and you're getting the help. So thank you. Mm -hmm. And if you found yourself getting the help you need doing counseling, you're over this hump, your your wounds are kind of mended, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know what, let's keep this momentum. Or you're just looking for something different, like, oh my gosh, those times in my life when I was accountable to someone and talked to someone every single day and really kicked my butt was really helpful, I need to do that again, then coaching with me and Melanie is for you. Mm-hmm. Why is it for you? Because we have daily check-ins, you guys. We have video long, video long, uh, weekly video chats that identify your goals, keep you in touch with us, and say, hey brother. Hey, sister, you said you wanted to do this. I'm helping you. I'm keeping you accountable. So if you have any questions, email coaching at anatomyofmarriage.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, so do we, uh, do you need to leave right now? Let's do some questions. Uh, hold on. First, Brene says, if you want to go for a walk, ask Mel if she would like to go instead of getting halfway through and wondering why she didn't come and being hurt because she isn't there. <laughs> She didn't That's know about good. it. That okay. is really good. That's I love analogies. I, I learn in that way, and that is a great analogy. It is a great analogy. I'm a mile down the road. I'm like, oh, where's Mel? Oh, you <laughs> didn't even listen to me. You don't so even love me. So that is a really good point. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So here is a conversation starter from the Anatomy of Marriage app. You can go to anatomyofmarriage.com and snag the app and use mm-hmm. conversation starters for yourself. So this is in the just for fun category in conversation starters. Like and it says, fun. I'm going to make this for today. Mm. What is your theme song for today and why? Get on up. Holy cow. Get on. That, that's the first song that came to my mind. It's not like a 70s song? Yeah, it's just like a uh, R&B song. So get on up. Right. Do it. It's a good song. I'm going to look that up and listen to it. <laughs> get uh, on up. I kind of feel like, um, what is that song I love so much by Cardi B that I sing all the time with the kids? I feel like that's my theme song today. Blame it on the juice? No, that's, that's not Cardi B. Oh, that's, uh, Lizzo, that's Lizzo. Sorry. Uh, um, I think of it. What is it? I don't know. Um... Just sing it. Diamond District in the Jag. I like it like that. Oh, right. Okay. I like it like that. So that's That's, your theme song? Yeah. Certified you know I'm gay. Good old up. (laughs) If anybody knows the good old up, please put it in the notes so I don't forget about it. 
Okay. All right. Next one. Next one. What is a question that you've never asked me but have wanted to ask? Oh, geez. That would take me a long time to think of. I know. Of. We've asked each other more questions than we haven't asked. Uh, let's do this one instead. I'll answer this one for you. James Brown. Thanks, Bill. Uh, what was the sickest you've ever been? I'll answer it for you. One time, <laughs> Seth went to Costa Rica and stayed with some pretty oh, fine geez. ladies when he was a teen. And he got the he got mud butt big time. Can I just tell you the story? So me and my buddy went to Costa Rica. His auntie lived there, so we stayed there for two weeks. And we went to the jungle. First of all, we went on a rafting trip, and it was a stage five uh, river. Two people died the previous week on oh, the river. I didn't we should know not. That. Yeah, we should not have been out there. We should not have been out there. In fact, the river guides called the trip short. They were like, "This is way too dangerous. People are going to die." And and this is no joke. We ended up abandoning our boats in the middle of the Costa Rican jungle and hiking out for hours and hours and hours in and through the jungle. Did you take photos? Uh, I don't think you did. I, I don't Keep know. Keep on your story. And, I'm sorry. But anyway, and then I got really, really sick from that. I think I had dysentery. Or I think I had, uh, um, oh, I don't know what Teensy that waterborne, no, the waterborne illness or something. But it just says, okay, your body is liquid now. Evacuate, right? <laughs> liquid body. And, and that happened for a very long time. The other time when I got sick was when we were recording our first record oh. in Lawrence, Kansas on Tooth and Nail Records. And uh, I got food poisoning. And I, I completely thought this is how people die because it was three days I just, I thank God I'd finished tracking drums and everything, but it was three days of pure hell. Like, did other people get sick? My brain is going crazy, super sick. This is how people die. This is what it feels like to die. Yes, other people got the sick. The funniest too. part of his Costa Rica story, though, is that he's like sharding his pants out in the, and tell him about the bathroom. That's my well, favorite part. There's not, well, okay, it's You're Costa in like Rica, a right? Hut. And we're in the middle of the jungle, and the bathroom is in the middle. No, I didn't get malaria, thank God. Uh, the bathroom was in the middle of the tiny hut we were staying, and it had no ceiling. It had and, plywood walls. Yeah, so it was and just. No, and this, the, like, the walls didn't it was go embarrassing, to the ceiling. Right. So it was and, like, so, and we were like there with other people that we knew and they were like pretty and costa rican and all this stuff so it was embarrassing <laughs> it was uh, fine ladies that seth wanted to impress right but the mud butt wouldn't persist no it wouldn't, it would, it wouldn't okay what stop. about you um i'm trying to think i think I maybe think... when you were in the hospital and had like radioactive medicine i had so put many um i think maybe the sickest uh, sick is a weird way to say it because i've been really injured before right. i fell off uh i got in a so hold on that's not sick no but i want to say it it's really fun I fell off of my deck when I was a kid. Like I was, there was a swing. We had a really dangerous deck where my dad built it, and a swing would go off the edge of the deck, and you'd be like 15 feet in the air. And I fell off of it when I was a kid, and I fell straight onto a truck with a railroad tie sticking out the back, and so like a, jo- a giant log, and I landed right on my stomach, and my spleen exploded into my body. And so it ruptured my spleen, which is really bad because your spleen is just like blood, right? So I was internally bleeding really really badly and uh my parents drove me to like one hospital and then they took me in an ambulance to seattle and by the time i got there they're like oh we're gonna check if you have any internal bleeding and they stuck a needle literally in my abdomen i watched it and blood just shot everywhere and they're like oh my gosh and they immediately took me in for exploratory surgery and all this stuff yeah so now here's the fun part i have accessory splenules 
all over my internal organs. I have spleens growing everywhere. Like I have spleens on my stomach and my intestines and all over, which is not a great thing, but it's kind of a fun story. And all the doctors are like, whoa, that's so cool. So I don't have one spleen. I have like 45 spleens and they're all over. Uh, but I think the sickest I've ever been, well, my appendix was really bad when my appendix ruptured. But when I was sick after the miscarriage was mm, horrendous. And right. they thought I had cancer because of my splenules. But I was, uh, I literally was like dying mm-hmm. and they had, I did get IVs. I was in the hospital and then they gave me a radioactive injection. Die. Ugh. They gave me the wrong one, you guys. Ugh. It's stupid mm-hmm. to think about, but I've been sick lots. So, mm-hmm. anyway. All right. Thank you. Uh, somebody says, cool shirt, Seth. Sorry, Melly. Thank you. <laughs> cool shirt, Seth. The one Sorry, thing about COVID is there's no touring bands right now, right? And I go on a Monomarth website and say, oh, okay, when are they touring? Well, they're touring in 2020 in Europe. I mean, 2021 in Europe. So, uh-oh, you guys will have a special guest on the you show. You gotta go higher up, baby. There's a sp- oh, oh, hi, it's Nina. our doll. Nina is visiting us. <laughs> Good morning, Nina. Why don't you pop in there, babe? Oh, there's AKA one. AKA a kid. One. So, all right, guys. Love you. Thank you. We will. Oh, there's oh, Maria Callas. Maria Callas. Here she comes. Nina Maria Callas. So, all right, guys. We love oh, you. Brittany's husband is obsessed with them. Oh, they're right. such a fun band. They're good. And so, if you listen to the lead singer, he is so chill. He is absolutely not who he pers- persona on stage. He's like, yeah, when I'm not on tour, I, uh, you know, drink tea like in my garden. Or right, you know, in Sweden. So, okay, stop being awesome. All right, we awesome love y'all. Yep, we love you guys. Catch you tomorrow. We will bring it and thank you. Remember, go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy marriage if you need any kind of counseling at all. And if you are beyond counseling, you want to step it up a notch, email us at coaching at anatomyofmarriage.com and I will jump on the phone with you mm-hmm. or Melanie will jump on the phone with you. All right. All right, guys. Uh, awesome. Oh, somebody says miscarriage. Is there a podcast talking about um, that? Yes, yes, we do have an episode about that, and mm-hmm. we're going to do another one about it. So, I, so I just received a question about it, but we do have a podcast episode about miscarriage specifically because mine was really terrible. Mm-hmm. So we can we'll talk about it. I'll put it in the questions this week because I haven't done them this week yet. So that's right. All right, all right. we love y'all. Bye. Bye.